0: presence here tonight how wonderful it is to serve of God that regardless of what Satan tries to do and regardless how evil the age regardless of how dark the age he cannot stop us from stepping into the presence of God, he cannot stop us from coming together and lifting our voices and worshiping one with another and we have a promise that when we do that he'll be here in the midst of us, no matter how dark it is, one moment in that light and darkness is dispelled, no matter how dark your life is tonight one moment in that light And your life will be changed forever. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful that he's faithful. And I'm so thankful that he's true because he's here tonight. He's here tonight. If you'll pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, how wonderful it is to step into your presence, Lord. How wonderful it is, Lord God, the atmosphere created by the worship of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Father, we come here tonight, Lord God, to worship you and to adore you, Lord God, and give you all the praise that you are worthy, Lord God, you're worthy of all praise. Lord, we just want to take a moment now, Lord God, at the beginning of this new year. Stop stop for a moment and tell you, Lord God, that we're full of expectation, Lord God, for what you're going to do in our lives. We're full of expectation of what you're going to do here at Evening Light Tabernacle. Lord, we are full of expectation for what you're going to do for the bride of Jesus Christ around the world. Lord God, we are expecting. Lord and we are preparing Lord I pray tonight that you will just take control of this service now Lord you'll take control Lord Jesus of my thoughts Lord I have notes laying here in front of me Lord God but Lord God I'm asking that you will control my lips and you will control my thoughts Lord God Lord that you will help me to get myself out of the way and speak Lord God expressly Lord to the needs that are represented here in this building Father Lord I pray you'll grant it now Lord Jesus Lord as I surrender myself to you Lord Lord, that you can have your way tonight. We ask all these things in your precious, lovely name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you'll turn with me in the scripture to Isaiah seven fourteen, It's wonderful when he comes by our way, isn't it? It's what it's all about. Somebody can get up here and give you a... A Perfect sermon a perfect speech and and say everything exactly the right way, but if he doesn't come by we've wasted our time If he doesn't come by we we haven't been edified in any way But tonight what we're asking for and believing for is that he's gonna he's gonna speak to us I'm gonna read one verse in Isaiah 7 And then we're gonna go over to Matthew 1 I'll forewarn you that I I do have a, a very large number of scriptures to read tonight um, maybe a little bit like a Bible study, but if you'll just bear with me, and we'll get to our point. Isaiah seven and fourteen it says, "Therefore, the Lord Himself shall give you a sign: behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel." Then, if we'll turn over in the Bible to Matthew, the first chapter, and the eighteenth verse, we'll read down through the twenty-third. Says now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Feeling a little little bit nervous this evening if you'll bear with me. I, I was away Sunday. Thank you for your prayers. We had a, a wonderful service there at brother Brother Jason Jackson's and the Lord really moved. And and uh, I'm thankful for people that that pray for you. I, I was especially grateful for the prayers of my wife and, and my daughter who were there with me. And I'm gonna embarrass my daughter now and just tell a little story just to kind of set me at ease. And about nine, ten after 9 their church starts at 10, I'm in the hotel room it's 10 after 9, I'm trying to get my sermon transferred from my Macbook over to my iPad and it wasn't working it wouldn't open up what I needed it to open and I, I went into panic mode because I'm not techie at all, it's a miracle when I turn it on and remember my password and, and so I'm, I'm struggling and so I call brother Mike Dexter and he's helping me walk through it and we, I'm getting it all done and about the time it's about 9.25 and I'm supposed to be arriving at the church by now, I'm still 15 minutes away I actually got a text from Brother Jason Jackson that said, I did mean 10 this morning. So so I, I'm stressing pretty pretty good, and, and I'm a little bit snappy. And, and my wife, she goes, you know, Aaron, I just want you, I'm, I'm praying for you. Everything's going to be okay, and, and I thank you. And, and then Aaliyah goes, Dad, I'm praying too. I'm just praying it's not going to be a flop. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, there you go. <laughs> so I... <laughs> I'll I tell you what, I appreciated that prayer, too. I didn't want it to be a flop either. But we're always thankful for, for prayers. T- tonight is, uh, I don't necessarily didn't intend to study out this topic as, as a New Year's service, but here we are at the first service of the new year. Here we are in 2019, just passing 2018, and, and there were a lot of wonderful things that took place in our midst. During the year of 2018 there were healings that took place. There were salvations that took place We had a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit in lives in our meetings that we had here back in October It was some wonderful things that took place But as we enter into the year of 2019 I wonder if we can look at ourselves and ask ourselves. What is it? We're expecting from the coming year What is it? We're expecting to happen because With with true faith, there, there comes expectations. And with expectations, there should become preparations for what it is you claim that you're believing to receive. And we can't just continue as ages in past perpetuating the ages and going on believing as if there's more time to come. But if we are true believers that we are in the end time, then we must recognize that we are right there on the verge of the coming of the Lord. We are right there on the verge of the fulfilling of all things. But do we live and do we act and do we expect those things to actually take place in the coming year that we have laid out before us. Do our lives reflect what our lips say that we believe? And so we've read here in Isaiah 7, 14, it says, Behold, a virgin shall conceive. Now that scripture laid dormant there in the, in the, in the word for some 700 years. And there always, though, comes a time of fulfillment for the word of God. 2 Peter 3, 9 would tell us that the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. He doesn't make promises the way that men do. He doesn't just go and say, yeah, I'll do that. And yeah, I'll take care of that. And then it slips his mind. He's not slacking that way. If he's given you a word, if he's given you a promise, if there's one thing I want us to grab hold to tonight is he will fulfill that which he has promised you in your life. He watches over and he protects his word. In the same way that we preached recently about how he surrounds his saints and he takes care of us. And sometimes we feel like we're being overwhelmed. Sometimes we feel like circumstance has us bound and we can't and we can't break through we can't overcome he's right there protecting you he does the exact same thing with his word tonight you may be sitting there and it seems like in your life some of those promises you can't quite reach some of those promises you can't quite attain or maybe you're looking at promises and things in the scripture and you're saying i believe that that should have already come to pass by now i believe this and doubt and things begin to wage a war in your mind but let me put your mind at ease tonight every Every single promise that's in that word that he's given to you is attainable by you. He will bring it to pass in your life if you'll believe it, if you'll have faith and expect it to be brought to pass. It's the very same thing, the way he watches over his word. It just takes somebody to grab a hold of it. It takes somebody to believe. You you can trust this God because he is a determined God. It becomes a matter of honor with him. I spoke this, and now it's a matter of honor that I'm going to fulfill it. He's not going to allow anything return unto him void in this day. Maybe due to circumstances tonight in your life, circumstances maybe have a promise walled off to you. Maybe it seems like you can't quite reach it Maybe there's something in between you and that promise tonight But what i'm telling you is that is not anything real That is not anything that can truly keep you Those walls are only lies of the enemy Those walls are only fears and complexes and doubts that he puts there Because he knows in reality he has no power To keep the word of god from being fulfilled in your life Tonight i'm going to speak to you on that it might be fulfilled That it might be fulfilled god cannot fail for god is his word and his word cannot fail and if he were to fail then he would no longer be god jeremiah 1 says then said the lord unto me thou hast well seen for i will hasten my word to perform it in other words yes i'm gonna do everything that i said i was gonna do so many everything i said i was gonna do many other scriptures went along with isaiah 7 there were many other scriptures that when that one went into effect, when that one became fulfilled, it began a cycle. It began other scriptures that were set aside for that time that could not come to pass until Isaiah 7 was fulfilled. Then it started the cycle of all the, the, the scriptures that were set aside for that time, for that season. They all began to become fulfilled. In other words, once Jesus was born, there were scriptures that said where he was going to be born. There were scriptures that said where he was going to live. There were scriptures that told us how he was going to die. There were scriptures that told us very specific things about his life. And there were scriptures that showed us the types that his life was going to have to fulfill. And this fulfillment would begin a cycle of time where many scriptures rapidly became fulfilled as his life neared, neared its end time. And, but it's the same thing that's happened in our day. Just as the fulfillment of Isaiah 7 began to un- unravel all these prophecies and all these scriptures, not unravel, but began to fulfill them, the fulfillment of Malachi 4 in our day began to open up the fulfillment of many scriptures that were set aside for the end time that can now be fulfilled. We see Luke 17 fulfilled, Revelation 10 fulfilled, and we see all these other things that are being fulfilled. Because God's word is continually being fulfilled Fulfillment always builds faith in our lives And we know that faith comes by hearing of the word of God That's why we find Jesus there on the road to Emmaus when he steps out And he begins to walk with them The first thing he does is he takes them back to Moses and he begins to walk with them down through the scriptures. And what he begins to show is all the things that, that Jesus had fulfilled in his life. And he says, did not the scriptures say this must happen? Did not the scriptures say a virgin would conceive? Did not the scriptures say he would be forsaken by his disciples? Did not the Psalms say he would be mocked by his enemies? Did they not say he would be accused by false accusers? Did they not say? Did they not say? And he begins to show them fulfillment in the scripture and they begin to realize that their friend Jesus who they'd walked with had been all along fulfilling these scriptures as they walked along with them. Brother Bradham would say they got a six hour sermon on vindicated prophecy. Yeah. My no wonder their hearts burned within them. A six-hour sermon showing them vindication after vindication after vindication. And yet we have 1,100 messages where we see vindication after vindication after vindication. And if a six-hour sermon could open people's eyes to the revelation of him there in flesh, what about years of ministry and vindication after vindication after vindication fulfilling the word in your eyes? He changed the way they saw their surroundings. It went from a day of doom and a day of gloom, a day of sadness and a day of mourning. And he changed the way he viewed their surroundings and he changed their attitude. And in so doing, he changed their expectations. See, this allowed them to be able to recognize him when he broke bread. In other words, God can come in and do things right in our midst that we've seen him do before. But if our expectations are wrong, we'll miss it. If our mind is looking over here and we're looking for this and we've missed all this fulfillment and we don't see him moving in our midst, no matter what he does, if our expectations are wrong, then we're going to miss when he moves. Because he can do things in our midst even tonight and one person recognize it and one person sitting right next to that person miss it all together. You have two people sitting there with two different sets of expectations. Look at everything that the people missed in Jesus's day. People who knew the scripture better than you and I. The scribes and Pharisees that knew every jot, every tittle. And then even the disciples would say, but I thought Elijah was first to come. And he says, he already did come and you missed it. He already did come and you missed it. And the reason they missed it is their expectations for what they were expecting Wasn't anything like how he fulfilled it They expected some big great thing And in in man's mind of greatness John the Baptist didn't fit that And yet Jesus would say he's the greatest man Born of a woman And yet so it was the greatest fulfillment Up to that point And they totally missed it Because of where their expectation lies But when you've walked with Jesus, when your hearts are burning, when when you're seeking, when your mind is stayed on the Lord, then whenever he begins to move in your midst, you will recognize him. When your expectations are right and he begins to appear amongst us, you will recognize. And if your expectations are right, you won't confuse his appearing with his coming. And you'll be able to keep things in a proper balance because your expectations are right. So tonight, what I want to ask you is on the road that you're walking on, what are your expectations? What are you looking for in the year 2019? Is it just another year ahead? Business as usual, same old, same old as some people would say. Have you accepted the lie of the enemy that when he asked, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were. In other words, there's nothing being fulfilled. There's nothing happening. Or your eyes set on the fulfillment of things that are certain to come. God's word is certain and God's word is sure and i'm telling you tonight that in the coming year There are going to be many things fulfilled in our lives if your expectations are right And if you are looking for those things, are we holding fast tonight to that which is good? Do we have earnest expectations for the word that we claim to believe? Do we say I know i'm going to be healed because the word says i'm going to be healed Do we say I know i'm going to receive my son coming back to god because the word says I can have my children Do I say I know I'm going to receive all that you promised me, Lord, because the word says I can have it. And if we do say we believe in that, begin to make expectations for those things in your life. If we have true expectations, then we should be making preparations for them. Brother Branham says, they say, well, one of these days you'll find out all the religion you're talking about is crazy. I love what he says. No, I won't. Jesus will be here. I love that. We'll have a millennium. We'll go home to glory. I'm expecting it, so I'm preparing for it. I'm waiting for it every day being ready. When will he come? I don't know. But if he isn't here today, I'll look for him tomorrow. I'm expecting it just because he said so, and I live daily under those expectations. That's right. You must have expectation, certainly. We've had so many scriptures fulfilled in our day, like I said, Malachi 4, Luke 17, Revelation 10, Hebrews 13, 8, we've seen God manifest the same yesterday, today, and forever. John 14, 12, the works that I do, shall you do also. We've seen all those things. And it's of vital importance as believers to recognize fulfillment, or you end up like the disciples headed to Emmaus. Because they had missed all the things being fulfilled, that's why they were discouraged. Or you end up like Peter, a little bit disillusioned, and you say, I'm just gonna go fishing. I'm just walking away from this. I'm going back to what I used to be. But fulfillment is vital to our faith because without fulfillment, what we have is a fairy tale. Without fulfillment, what we have is pipe dreams and air castles. Without fulfillment, we have nothing any different than any other religion in the world can offer us. Without fulfillment, all we have is, is psychology, which can really benefit us in, in no way. But I'm grateful tonight to serve a living God. I'm grateful tonight to serve a God that in this very congregation has defeated cancer. I'm grateful tonight to serve a God that in this very congregation has defeated alopecia. I'm grateful to serve a God that in this very, con- uh, in this very um, congregation has restored kidneys. I'm grateful to serve a God that in this congregation I was able to see the spoken word put into effect As I stood there and watched Brother Tim in the ICU And I was there when when Sister Karen had a brain bleed the size of a saucer And the doctor had just come out and says, it doesn't look good We don't really know the diagnosis or where we're going to go And whatnot, and he says all this jargon and he walks away And Brother Tim says, he gathers the family together And he says, we have been trained for moments like this He said, we will not fear We will not be afraid. And then he lifts his hand. He says, tonight she will be in the ICU. Tomorrow she will be in a regular room. And by the third night she will be in a room at home in her own room. This sounded crazy. This sounded insane. The doctor's report didn't look like this was possible. But the power of the spoken word
1: put on a man's lips is the same as deity speaking. I'm thankful to serve a God that keeps his word tonight.
0: I'm thankful that in this congregation in the last year I've seen God manifest himself In tongues and interpretation As tongues went forth at the end of a service And Sister Alana testified that she Said Lord if you want me to interpret I'm willing That was all she said And then the interpretation began to flow through her lips As she said you can speak the word now Whatever you want you can speak This is your moment and it's coming from me Because I'll give you whatever you would like to speak For I am the Lord God and I will give it to you Healing after healing Miracle after miracle And all these are is God fulfilling his word And these fulfillings begin to build our faith to expect more They begin to build our faith to hold on for more and they begin our faith to look at things just ahead like the rapture and go I know if he fulfilled this and he fulfilled that I know he can fulfill that right there So he gives us these things day by day to walk with and he heals us And he delivers us and he sets us free and he gives us our children He gives us our joy and he gives us our peace and it builds up our faith where we can look and say I know my god will fulfill everything that he has promised because I see him fulfilling his word in my life every single day So continual fulfilling of God's word is extremely important for a believer Yes, there are many prophecies that we wait on for many years Uh, The promise of a deliverer to to Israel in Egypt The promise of a Messiah laid there for years and years Many things are one-time or one-man fulfillments Such as Jesus' death on the cross, that's a one-time thing Or the fulfillment of Malachi 4, that's a one-man scripture, fulfilled Or The rapture of the church that's going to happen one time at the end of the age But others are promises and words that we can use on a daily basis And we can expect that word to be fulfilled in our lives every single day Scriptures such as Psalm sixteen eleven, Thou will show me the path of life; in the pre- in Thy presence is fullness of joy. At that right hand there are pleasures for everymore. I need that every single day in my life. Isaiah twenty six three, That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on Thee, because he trusteth in Thee. Exodus fifteen twenty six, For I am the Lord that healeth thee. First Peter two twenty four, By whose stripes ye were healed. John 14, 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. See, these are are scriptures that we should be able to operate in in a daily basis. And it's important that we see an element of the supernatural moving in our lives and moving in our congregation to keep our faith raised up for the moments ahead where we see the great fulfilling of the catching away of the church. When the final sweep comes through and there's moments where you need to lay hands on a crippled leg or you need to raise somebody from the dead. You never know what situation you'll find yourself in. And in those moments, it if you've been operating in fulfillment, if you've been operating in faith, you won't get there and wonder, what do I do? You won't get there and wonder, is God going to be here? Because you've been operating in faith all along. There are things that we look to, such as the rapture, major one-time event. But those that are not in tune with continual fulfillment on that day may find themselves walking away from it. On that day, like on Easter Sunday, when those men were walking towards Emmaus, where will you find yourself on rapture day? Where will you find yourself that day when it's time for the fulfillment of all things? We should be a people tonight walking in great expectation. I can say that. Tonight, knowing that God will fulfill his word, we have seen him time and time again perform it. And Brother Branham says, God is true to his promise No matter what he has to do, bankrupt the heavens before he would let his word go defeated. He never made a promise that he can't keep. I'm the Lord that heals all thy diseases. If they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Amen. If thou canst believe, all things are possible. If thou canst Now the devil hates this and he wars against this with all his might That's why he tries to bring in doubt and he tries to bring in fear and he tries to bring in unbelief And he tries to put these things off on the preachers or he tries to put these things off on great and mighty men Listen, you are a great and mighty people You are the people of God and these scriptures are for you to take a hold of They're for you to fulfill They were putting the word not for preachers They were putting the word for Christians and you can operate them and you can be a part of their fulfillment With the sole purpose He attacks you with the sole purpose Of bringing doubt upon the word of God Look here in the beginning Genesis 3 3. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the Garden God God hath said You shall not eat of it Neither shall you touch it Lest you die Pardon me Verse 4 And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. Notice where the attack is. The attack here is that it is possible for one word of God to fail. That's where the attack is. Because he said, you shall die. The very first attack of the serpent is saying, you won't die. Which if you were to live it would make that word null and of none effect It would make that word have been a failure. Okay, and if one word can fail, then what about this word? And if that word can fail, then what about this word? And if this word can contradict this one, then what's to stop it from contradicting this one and to stop it from contradicting this one And before long it all begins to unravel and who is god anyway? If God can't keep every single word, if he's not going to fulfill every single word promised to this age, promised to you as individuals, then who is God anyway? So he tries to get her to believe that one word can fail, and then you have no place in your heart to rest. If you go before God and there's a doubt in your heart that he can fail, then you don't have any place for faith to rest. You don't have any confidence. But Brother Branham would say to the believer, if God said it, That settles it, there's your resting place. If God said it, that settles it, there is your resting place. Now we're going to speak for just a few moments on the authority of God's word. Now every word of God is written, sworn authority. It's the absolute right of the believer to accept this as the infallible truth because it's God's word. Heavens and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away, saith the Lord. It must be fulfilled in its season now here's where we as humans run into a little bit of a roadblock here's where we as humans run into a little bit of doubt and a little bit of worry and a little bit of fear and what we must remember is that our god is not a time being we must remember that that he's never in a hurry he's never early he's never late he's right on time okay and the reason for this is is because time has no effect on him He doesn't operate underneath the bounds and the constraints of time like you do. He's not inside time, but he operates from outside time where he can see the beginning and he can see the end. And because he can operate from outside of time and it has no binding effect on him and he can see the beginning from the end, then he knows the exact perfect time that the fulfillment of that promise or the fulfillment of that scripture will benefit you the most or will fulfill his word in the way that it was spoken. So, in other words, although our God is not a God of time, although he is not a time being, our God is a God of timing. Okay? He is a God of perfect timing. Although he's not bound by it or constrained by it, you are. And he knows exactly what you have need of, when you have need of it, and how to bring it to pass at the perfect time. Because time is something you deal with, even though he does not. This is why his word can never pass away, but it will be fulfilled in its season. Fulfill means to bring to completion or reality and we know that God will always fulfill his word regardless of the efforts of the enemy. Oftentimes though what we find is the very efforts of the enemy actually provide a vehicle for the fulfillment of God's word. It's the enemy coming in trying to stop that fulfillment. It's the enemy coming in trying to ruin your life. It's the enemy coming in trying to surround you in circumstances. God takes those circumstances, turns them around and uses them for the very glory of God to benefit you and to fulfill His Word. I love it when God does things like that. Like when He takes Moses in the worst time that the world had ever seen when all the children were being killed and He takes and they they put him in a basket and they watch over as it flows down the Nile and the angels protect it and He takes it where? Right to Pharaoh's house. And he has the devil raise the very one that's going to be the deliverer of the children of Israel. He takes circumstances and he turns it around for your benefit. So tonight what I'm telling you is regardless of the circumstance you're facing, regardless of the trial you're going through, regardless of what you see around you, God is going to fulfill his promise in your life, even if he has to use those circumstances for your benefit. So today, regardless of how your day went, regardless of how 2018 went for you, all that God has promised is going to come to pass. All throughout the scripture, there's examples of prophecies that lay there until their season of fulfillment. If we see in Genesis 15 and 3, it says, Thy seed shall be a stranger in the land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them for 400 years. The next verse says, In that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. And afterwards shall they come out with great substance. Go to Exodus 2, 23. And it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. And the children of Israel sighed by the reason of bondage. And they cried. And their cry came up unto God by reason of bondage. And God heard their groans. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. Listen, God is always going to remember his word to you. Because it sometimes comes to pass in its season and things go on for a number of years We begin to wonder god. Do you remember me? God? Do you remember what it was? You promised me god. Don't you know that you promised these things to me, but let me assure you tonight I promise you god will remember his covenant with you God will remember the word that he has for you God will remember that he's gonna have a bride without spot or wrinkle. God will bring all those things to pass in their season so he comes to Moses in Exodus 3:12, and he says, "Certainly, I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain." Now I want you to recognize something here at this very moment when he said, "You're going to serve God on this mountain. The defeat of Pharaoh, the destruction of Egypt, and the deliverance of Israel was already done. It wasn't up for debate. it had been spoken, and it was a finished work. None of it was up for a debate. None of it was uncertain. He said, you shall serve God upon this mountain. The word was spoken. So the exodus is on at that point. But notice something. It didn't happen the next day. It happens in the process of time. God plainly tells Moses, I am come down. I will send you. I will be with you. You will lead them to this mountain to worship. It's done. It's completely settled. The events leading to fulfillment are now in motion. But it doesn't happen overnight. And what I want us to do is not allow temporary circumstances to begin to make us doubt an eternal word. Don't let temporary things begin to make you doubt eternal things. Because in the midst of fulfillment, things begin to get harder. In the midst of fulfillment, Pharaoh gets angry and begins to pour out more and more upon the children of Israel. They're right there at the moment of fulfillment. They're right there at the moment of the exodus. They're right there at freedom. They're right there being free. And Pharaoh's pouring out more and more, making them work harder and making their life more miserable. Look around you today and recognize where we're standing. The world's getting more evil, more evil. Each and
1: every day, things are getting harder. I don't fit in here anymore. Things at work are going wrong. Things at school
0: are going wrong. You're right at the moment of fulfillment. You're right there at the door. I may have to use a hand. That's Joe's microphone. <laughs> this is new to me. Never used one of these before. But Why did he begin to press down upon them that way? He began to push down on them that way to get their eyes off the fulfillment that was happening all around them. He began to get them to try to settle. In other words, if I make it hard enough on them, if I lift up my power over them enough, then when I say, I tell you what, how about you go but you leave the kids behind? Maybe they'll be willing to accept my negotiation. And he begins to push down all these things upon them right there as they're at the very moment, right there at the moment of freedom and the exodus is at hand. And so what he's doing, he's beginning to change their expectations. Begin to change their conversation. Begin to change the thing they talk about at night. Instead of the goodness of God and the the power of God being manifested in Moses' ministry. Israel, the exodus is at hand. Can you believe we got to gather our own straw? Israel, the exodus is at hand. Can you believe we still got to meet this same quota even though we only have stubble now? And he's changed their expectations for what's going to happen the next day. Instead of we're leaving here tomorrow, it's how am I going to make all these bricks tomorrow? And he begins to try to change your expectations with the burdens that he puts upon you. Even like tabernacle, the rapture is at hand. Can you believe how evil this world is getting all around us? Even like tabernacle, the rapture is at hand. I can't believe the way my boss is treating me at work. I can't believe all this. And he begins to change your expectations. Because in changing your expectations, like we said, it doesn't change the event. The rapture is going to happen whether you're expecting it to happen or not. But if your expectations aren't on the rapture, if your eyes aren't on the rapture, if your eyes aren't on the prize, then the rapture is going to come and you're still going to be here focused on whatever it is you're focusing on. And the rapture will have gone without you. Because he will fulfill his word. There will be a rapture. Keep your eyes on the promise. He had told Moses, I have come down to deliver them. That should have been all That was talked about around the fires at night That should have been all that was talked about After all these years, the pillar of fire Is back. After all these years He's working amongst us once again. After all These years, we're about to be free We're about to go home. We're about to go To a landfill with milk and honey And yet all they can focus on is the evil all around Them. Where are your eyes at tonight Even like tabernacle? There's scripture Being fulfilled around you at all times God's moving in our midst and he's moving All around the world and yet what matter of conversations
1: ought we to be having the evil of the world the evil of politics what's going on here no the pillar of fire is back in the church again God's moving in our midst
0: once again God's manifesting himself in a people once again signs and wonders and miracles the word has been opened up to us that's what our expectations are to be on I have come down to deliver you and yet all that Pharaoh did can only serve in the end To show the power and the glory of God. In the end, that's all he could do. He couldn't truly hinder the exodus from taking place and all that he can do is he rages in our life as he rages in our day is once again show the power and glory of God manifested in a people as we overcome each trial as he puts a bigger trial in front of us and we overcome it that brings more glory to God when he attacks another person and they're healed that brings more glory to God when he brings depression on you and you cast that thing aside that brings more glory to God all he can do is serve to bring glory to God in your life Exodus 3.19 said, and I'm sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. And I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that, he will let you go. I'm telling you, regardless of what the enemy's telling you tonight regardless of what he's done to you this week or in 2018 i'm telling you regardless of what he tries to do when my god gets done with him when this bride of jesus gets done tying him up in knots and spitting him out and stomping all over him he will let you go he's gonna say i'm sick of you being in my kingdom i
1: can't even enjoy my own eating take your kids take your stuff and get out take your rapture i'm sick of dealing with you
0: Satan always tries to hinder the work of God. He he stirs up all kinds of things, whether it's government, whether it's at your workplace, whether it's home, whether it's your family, whether it's amongst church friends. He always tries to stir things up right at the moment of fulfillment. Whatever circumstances we see around us, though, they're not going to hinder the fulfillment of God if we don't allow it to hinder our faith. When it comes to promises, and we're not going to get into the difference, but when it comes to promises, it takes your faith to bring a promise to pass. Prophecy is going to happen with or without you. But when a prophecy comes to you, in order for that prophecy to become your promise, then you have to have faith. Do you see? So prophecy is always a promise. A promise is not always prophecy. A truck is a vehicle. Not every vehicle is a truck. Okay? So he can't... Hinder the prophecy from coming to pass but he can't hinder you from being a part of the prophecy And making it your promise if you allow those circumstances to hinder your faith Uh But the thing is god will use these circumstances and these struggles to bring his own word to pass Some of the greatest fulfillments come in the hardest moments Some of the greatest fulfillments that come down through the scriptures in the hardest times during the greatest oppression during the during the the, the most, the church would grow and, and and multiply in size. The more it was persecuted, the more that the enemy tried to stomp out the flame of God. The more it would spread. The more he would try to snuff out this little group. It would cause them to run over here and spread the gospel here and spread the gospel there. So the more that he persecutes and tries to stop, the more he spreads the word the word of God. Over and over again, we see this statement in the Word that it might be fulfilled. This always follows a set of circumstances or certain events, but we're, but we're told that all of these circumstances happened, all of these events happen in order to fulfill the word of God, okay? So sometimes Satan thinks he's doing this big, mighty work, and he thinks he's got everything going in the way he wants it, and he's got governments doing this and armies doing that, and in the end, God's sitting back going, yep, that's what I needed to happen. Perfect. Yep, that's what, I, Good good that and i need you to good job thank you satan's nothing but a pawn in the hand of god listen sometimes we get so upset about things going on in politics all right President Obama became president because God needed him there to to set a certain atmosphere and get the world in a certain condition. President Trump's there now because God is using him for his purpose. All rulers of the world, they they belong to the enemy. He he showed God the kingdom of the world and he said, I'll give them to you. But yet there's still pawns in the hand of God. All they can do is bring about the end time, which is what we long for. All they can do is bring about the end time, which will bring about the rapture, which I'm glad about, so their evil world isn't Hindering me none. Their evil world's doing nothing but pushing me closer and closer and closer to God. Because the more evil it gets, the less I feel at home. And the more I
1: feel drawn this way. And I'm being pushed from that direction. I'm being pulled from that direction. And it won't be long, and I'm gonna
0: change dimensions. We're gonna read a good bit of scriptures here. Showing prophecy and promises in the word. And then show them where God comes back around and fulfills them. Micah 5.2. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. There's a promise right there, a prophecy that Jesus is going to be born in Bethlehem. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. How odd. It just so happened that it worked out that just about eight months. Not, don't get me doing math. A bunch of weeks into this pregnancy, the decree goes forth. It just so happened. You have to return back to Bethlehem. And then it just so happened that while they were there, she was delivered. Listen, church, none of these things are just so happen. None of the things that happen in your life are just so happen. God has his hand upon you because there's thoughts of you that he's going to fulfill. There's promises of you that he's going to fulfill. And regardless of how terrible the situation may seem, that situation, if we'll step back for a minute and look at it through eyes of faith and look at it seeking God's will, he'll allow us to see sometimes why we're in the midst of this trial that seemed like the worst thing ever can you imagine I, I could never describe it the way brother craig did the other night talking about the journey they took but brother brown says they didn't have an ambulance they had a donkey he said in the miles that they traveled and the robbers and the bandits and all this but then he goes he said but i can see ten thousand angels around that donkey he said she was safer there than anywhere else she could be because when you're in the will of God, when you're going according to his plan, when you're going where you're supposed to be, that's the safest place you could ever be. I always love what Stonewall Jackson would say when he would be out fighting in the battle and he would be riding around in front of the enemy with both hands up praising God for victory, riding in between the two lines and his own men thought he was crazy. And they would say, How can you be so brave in the middle of this battle? Other men are cowered down behind the cannons and you're riding between the lines. He said, My faith has taught me that I'm as safe in the battlefield as I am laying in the bed until God's purpose for me is
1: finished. And tonight, the devil can't touch a hair on your head. He can't do anything to destroy you. He can't bring you down to death or anything else until God's purpose
0: for you is finished. He has no say in the matter. I'm not his child. I'm a child of God. He's the only one that has a say over my life. Why the taxation of an entire nation? Why the hardship of this trip? The fulfillment of the prophecy of Bethlehem. The prophet would say another thing we want to notice is just at the very time that he had to raise taxes on the people, And in doing that, that forced Joseph and his wife to be forced back to Bethlehem. God knows how to do things. Hallelujah. I'm glad that he does. He'll even make the works of the enemy praise him. When we think sometimes it's all we got to do this and we got to do that to make the clock tick just right, God's timepiece is ticking perfectly, and Jesus will be here right on time. He goes on to say, now we find out that the taxes that this Herod said, that all the people that were strayed from their birthplace must return back, that he thought he was doing something great there. And when he'd done this and not knowing what he was doing, he was working exactly in harmony with Jehovah. How many of the priests, now this is us talking about politics, how many of the priests probably cursed Herod at that time in the name of the Lord how many stood up and said secretly, oh, this Roman, water, if we could get a hold on him, we'd do so and so and so and so, not knowing it was perfect exactly according to God's plan. Amen. Matthew 2 and 13, and when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth to Joseph in a dream, saying, arise, take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt and be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt and was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I have called my son. Now think about this just for a minute. Why Egypt? A place that had been so cruel to Israel. A place of oppression and enmity to the children of God. Why Egypt? Why Egypt? A place, now you're taking an infant to a place that had tried to eradicate all male infants. A place that had been incredibly cruel to, to to the infants of Israel. Yet that is the appointed place that God wants his son to go to be safe. Listen, God can take the worst of Satan's kingdoms. He can take the worst of Satan's works. He can take the worst of Satan's circumstances in your life and turn it around for his glory to benefit you. His kingdom, you say, why Laodicea? Why in this age? Why now? Why all this evil? To show the power and the glory of God's hand is mighty to deliver. He'll take you right under the very nose of the enemy and raise you up. A little woman in this last day to overcome every temptation that the devil can put on you. Why am I here, Lord? Why am I in this situation? Why Egypt? The devil's howling tonight. I feel like I'm under attack. I feel like I'm miserable. And yet in that very moment, he's fulfilling the very thing you've been holding on for. In that very moment, his word's being fulfilled in your life. Every word must be fulfilled, even painful ones, yes, even harsh words that we read in the Bible. And you say, why did that have to be? Yes, why, Lord? And there are many whys that we don't understand. But the word still had to be fulfilled. Jeremiah thirty-one fifteen. Thus saith the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel, weeping for her children, refused to be comforted for her children, because they were not. Matthew two sixteen. We see the fulfillment of the scripture. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and in all the coast thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise man, then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children. It would not be comforted because they were not. Time and time again we'll see an Old Testament prophecy fulfilled in the word. You know, history is not very kind to Herod, as it records many of his atrocities, including the killing of babies. We're talking about... um, History textbooks, not even religious books, but just regular, what we would call history textbooks. It's well-established in secular writings that Herod murdered the old, he murdered the young, and he didn't even spare his own wives or children. Herod murdered many people, and he was a bloody man. But he had to be there at the exact moment of the birth to fulfill the scripture that was spoken. Brother Branham says, and remember this, all is prearranged by God himself. This birth of his son and when it was to take place and how it was and when it was was all prearranged by God himself. Did you notice it had to be just at this time when this murderous King Herod, nothing but a murderer, killed all those little children? That it might be fulfilled which was spoke of the Lord by the prophet saying in Rama, Rachel weeping for her children and they were not. See, there had to be a murderous king to fulfill that prophecy that was spoke many hundred years beforehand. But when God speaks a word by his prophet, it has to come to pass if it's God's word. No matter how long it lingers, it still comes to pass because it's a seed. Jesus said that the word of God is a seed that the sower sowed. So it must bear its fruit in its season. And now this murderous king had to be at that time to kill those children. Every single thing that goes on in life, regardless of how hurtful, regardless of how painful, Regardless if we ever understand on this side It has a purpose Many times that those words aren't very consoling Those words don't always make us feel better In the moment of loss or time And people say, you know, this is all part of the greater purpose And at that moment you don't really want to hear that Because you're hurting or you're upset But one day you'll get to look back through the eyes of God You'll get to look back through the the eyes of the blood And you'll get to understand that happened So that it might be fulfilled that happened so it would push me here and push this person there and then I would go to this job and it wouldn't work out and I came to this job and it was so I would meet this person and then I would drop a seed in their heart and one day they would be saved and they would be saved and their grandchild became a mighty minister of the word of God and he ministered all around the world and souls were saved and people were healed and there's many people there on that day because of a hurt I went through. And one day you'll be able to recognize the fulfillment of what God was doing in our lives as we sat there grumpy and upset and not understanding and crying, and yet God all along said that it might be fulfilled, that it might be fulfilled. Even the way He preached fulfilled prophecy. Psalm 78:2. the beginning of it says, "I will open my mouth in a parable." Then you go ahead to Matthew 13:34. All these things spake Jesus unto the multitude in parables, and without a parable spake he not unto them, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. Isaiah 6 and 9, and he said, Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their ears, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert, and be healed. The fulfillment of this, Matthew 13, 13. Therefore speak out of them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, by hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see. And not perceive as we continue along you're going to see that nothing regardless of how insignificant it may seem fell onto the ground void That was one little thing that said I will open my mouth in parables One little thing but it had to be fulfilled because it was spoken of him There are little things spoken about you that must be fulfilled because it's been spoken. It can't return unto him void. There are promises in our life that will come to pass because it's been spoken. There are things that we don't even know about ourselves because they're in the thoughts of God. Because he said, I know the thoughts that I have of you. Those things are of good and not of evil. They must come to pass and he will do whatever it is to fulfill that in your life. It doesn't matter how big or how little. There's no insignificant words of God. At his betrayal, Zechariah eleven twelve. And I said unto them, if you think good, give me my price. And if not, forbear. So they weighed for my price 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said unto me, cast it unto the potter, a goodly price, that I was prized at one of them. And I took the 30 pieces of silver and cast them to the potter, in the house of the Lord. Go with me to Matthew 27, 3. Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned and that I have betrayed innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. And the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, it is not lawful for to put them into the treasury, because it is a price of blood. And they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Wherefore, that field was called the field of blood unto this day. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him that was valued, whom they of the children of Israel did value, and gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord appointed me. Psalms 49.1, and I'm getting closer to the end of these scriptures, but I'm wanting to lay something in there. If God spoke it, it will be fulfilled. Psalms 49.1, yea, mine own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. Matthew 26.50, we see the fulfillment. As Judas came walking up to Jesus there with the crowd, and Jesus said unto him, friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Acts 1.16 says, Men and brethren, this scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spoke before concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus. Jesus comes before Pilate and fulfilling the type of the Passover lamb is is uh, inspected. And no fault is found in him. So there's prophecy, there's word, there's types, all these things that must be fulfilled. Matthew 27, 12, and when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. This is fulfillment of Isaiah 53. Then Pilate said unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? And he answered him, Never a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly at his crucifixion. We're coming down to the end of his life. Psalms twenty two eighteen, They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. Matthew twenty seven thirty five the fulfillment. And they crucified him and parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. Isaiah fifty three twelve, therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Mark fifteen, twenty seven, the fulfillment. And with him, they crucified two thieves, the one on his right hand, the other on his left. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, and he was numbered with the transgressors. Psalm 69, 21. They gave me also gall for my meat, and in my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. Mark fifteen, thirty-six. And one ran and filled a sponge full of vinegar and put it on a reed. And gave him to drink, saying, Let alone, let us see whether Elias will come to take him down. One after the other, there's hundreds you could pull from the Bible. And I'm just picking a few here. And if you're there to show you, if God spoke it, he's gonna fulfill it. Isaiah 50 and 6 says, I gave my back to the smiters, my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. Why are they doing this to my Lord? Fulfilling prophecy. Why won't he do something? Why won't he say something? Don't you hear that what things they're saying about you? Why won't you defend yourself? Fulfilling prophecy. Oh my God, they're, they're hitting him. They're beating him. Why don't he call the angels? Why is he taking all of this? Fulfilling prophecy. Not only for you, for your salvation. We know that. Not only for you, for your healing. We know that. I look at it and I say, Lord, if you would have stopped it, I would have understood. I would, as a human, if, if you would have called the angels, if you'd have, I would have understood. But he couldn't. Because he wanted you to have so much confidence in the word. That no matter what it said, if they plucked his beard, if they put a crown of thorns, if they spit on him, if they nailed him to a cross, the word would hold true. He wanted you to have confidence in your moment of temptation that the word will be true. He wanted you to have confidence in your moment of temptation. The word will hold. The word said this is going to happen. It happened. And I can look at it and see no matter how
1: terrible it was, how awful it was, he went through it so I could have confidence in the word that it will all be fulfilled regardless of it. He took the beating. He took the nails. He took the stripes. He took the mockery that he didn't have to take so I could have confidence in the word. So I could look at it in my time of need and go, I know not one
0: word will fall. He didn't let one word fall. He took more than any man should have to take so I could have confidence in the word, so I would know that it'll be fulfilled, so that I can believe every single promise that's given to me. He will do whatever it takes in your life. Whatever it takes. Think about what He took so that that word would be fulfilled. And we're worried that he can't fulfill the words spoken about us. He can fulfill everything. He took that beating and he took that reproach and he took that pain. He'll take whatever's burdening you. He'll take your heart, your heartache. He'll take your burden. He'll take the things trying to weigh you down. If he can bear that, he can bear anything you can bring to him. He says in Matthew twenty six fifty three, thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels. He says, don't you realize I can stop this? Don't you know I can pray right now? And it'll all be over with. But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled that thus it must be? Whatever it takes. The same thing applies to your life and the word spoken about you and the word spoken about a bride and the word spoken about an overcomer and the word spoken about your peace and your joy and your healing and all the things promised for you. Don't you know that right now he can take care of that situation for you? Don't you know that right now that burden's not too heavy for him? He's already carried it. That burden's not too heavy for you. He already dealt with it. That sickness is not too much for him. He already healed you.
1: Your sins aren't too much for him. He already forgave you. He already took care of
0: it all. That you can have confidence that it will all be fulfilled. People who knew the scripture. People who knew it better than you and I running around fulfilling these very things, sticking vinegar in his face, plucking his beard. They knew the scriptures and yet their expectations were wrong and it caused them to miss what they were doing. It caused them not to understand. Some of them blind, some of them willfully blind. Doing things right there, knowing what the scriptures said would happen to the man, and fulfilling the scriptures anyway under an anointing of a demonic power. Some were blind, some willfully blind, but all of God's word was fulfilled either way. Psalms 22 and 1. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Matthew 27, 46. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, ela, ela, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Brother Brown says, but speak, Lord Jesus, as we yield ourselves to thee for service. And in humility, we'll bow our heads and give thee praise while we call for thy presence. We have a right to do it because you promised you would do it. And you do it on those basis, not because you have to, but because you promised it. And the scripture cannot be broken. They must be fulfilled. Everywhere you look, time after time, the word of God fulfilled perfectly. Then I ask you, what ought our expectations to be for 2019? What are our expectations to be for tomorrow? What ought we to be looking for in the coming year? Psalms 34 and 20. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Another one, Exodus 12:46. In one house shall it be eaten, thou shalt not carry forth all of the flesh abroad out of the house, neither shall you break a bone thereof, the Passover lamb. No bones could be broken in the Passover lamb. And in Psalms 34, it said he, none of his bones would be broken. Numbers 9:12. And they shall leave none of it into the morning, nor break any bone of it. According to all the ordinances of the Passover, they shall keep. And what we see is Satan anoint men to try to cause a scripture to be broken. John 19, 31. I want you to look at this. It's not the Romans who want to go break their legs. The Romans wanted you to suffer as long as possible. They wanted you to hang out with the whole point of crucifixion. The Jews, therefore... Because it was preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day. For that the Sabbath day was a high day. Basalt, Pilate, that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Anointed to try to break the type. Men anointed to try to break one word of the scripture. Satan trying to get one word to fail because if he can make one word fail, then he's not God. If he makes one word fail, then he's not the redeemer. And he anoints these men, break his legs. Break his legs. Priests and ministers, knowing, they knowing, being willfully blind, but knowing if we break it, it'll disqualify him. It'll disqualify every claim he made. It'll take away everything that he said he was if we can break one bone. If we can break one bone, it'll end it all. It'll end this debate once and for all. It'll end this madness. Then came the soldiers and break the legs of the first. And of the other which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they brake not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out blood and water. Amen. Brother Branham says, And then another thing, I want you to notice the truth, the infallible part of God's word. The Bible said he keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. For in the type, the Paschal lamb was a type of it. The lamb must be without a blemish. No broken bones must be in the lamb. And at the hour when he was, he had died. They went up to break his legs with a hammer. And just before, look at the very crucial moment. He says, this is a crucial moment. Because it can't break the type. A word can't be broken. It all must be fulfilled. He says, at that crucial moment, the man with the hammer ready to strike his leg. But God's word said,
1: listen church satan may be coming after you tonight with all kind of things saying you won't make it this church won't rapture you can't be healed but god's word said you might be at the moment of giving up you might be at the moment of thinking the promises aren't going to be fulfilled it's a crucial moment but god's word said i'm
0: standing there tonight god's word said god's word said there'll not be one bone broken his body how's it going to happen God's word is eternal if God's word is that perfect them who are in Christ is just as sure to raise as there is a resurrection God's just as obligated to his word to heal you as if as he is to save you It's his word that promised it. It's God's word and we have no right to take away from it But just say it's the truth believe it no matter what happens believe it anyhow That's the way the rest of them had to believe it and we're not excluded He goes on to say, from that God gave Palestine to Israel, but they had to fight for every inch of ground they got. The promise is yours, but you got to fight for every inch you claim. The devil will see to that, certainly will. But notice when they were ready to break the legs of our Lord Jesus. If that hammer would have struck the leg and broke it, God would have been found false. God would have been found false. But there wasn't. There wasn't enough devils in hell In all dark torment To let that hammer strike that precious body For David 800 years before then Said there'll not be one of those
1: bones broken his body God's word has to stand as truth I'm telling you today that God's word stands as truth Let all other words be false All others be a liar My God's word will be fulfilled Hallelujah In your
0: life In my life Every promise that he's given you, hold on to it tonight. But what did they do then? They took a spear and rammed it in his side. Blood and water came out to fulfill what the Bible said. They pierced my hands and my side. The word was fulfilled. The devil wanted to break one word, but he couldn't do it. He wants to break words about your life, but he can't do it. He wants to break words about this church and this bride, but he can't do it The word will stand he can't cause a promise of god or a word of god to fail Listen satan's plans are not like god's plans. Satan makes plans too But they're not infallible He said satan has desired to sift you as wheat. That was his plans, but I have prayed for you Satan has plans for your life, but he has died for you. He has given you the Holy Ghost. He has given you the word for the hour. He has given you everything you need for a rapture. Satan's plans don't matter. Isaiah 7, 5. I love this. Satan's plans are thwarted by the word of God every time. Because Syria, Ephraim, and the son of Ramalia have taken evil counsel against thee, saying, Let us go up against Judah and vex it, and let us make a breach therein for us. And set a king in the midst of it, even the son of Tabeel. Thus saith the Lord God, it shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. We can say that about every plan that the enemy has for you. I'm going to steal your health. It shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. I'm going to strike you down with cancer and take your life. It shall not stand. Neither shall it come
1: to pass. But the words of the living God, the words of my God, the words of the God that have manifested itself once again in this last day, says, by my stripes you are healed. He says, by my stripes you are healed. He says, I will give you peace. He says, I will give you comfort.
0: I will give you joy. I will give you a rapture. Those words will stand. Those words will be fulfilled. Satan says, you'll be lost. God says you'll be saved. Amen. Satan says you'll die of cancer. God says you're healed. Amen. I love this quote. Just a moment. It wasn't this woman. Now, just a moment. Everybody reverent now. is Satan tried to do something here. It's tumor. Tumor. Both of you. That's right. You've got a tumor. She's got a tumor. And that devil is screaming for help from one another. But the Holy Spirit is screaming too. which one are you going to believe? The devil's screaming tonight. He's going around with his bluffs, and he's screaming this and screaming that. But there's a
1: message of the hour screaming out tonight. And I'm asking you, which one are you going to believe? The message is screaming out tonight. The promises are saying, I'll give you your children. They'll be there and their offspring with them. Which one are you going to believe? There's only one that's going to be fulfilled, and it's the word of God.
0: get some of this all right so I'm going to do what I always do he will bring his word to pass he has thoughts of you that he is working out even now in the midst of your struggle Jeremiah 29:11 for I know the thoughts that I think toward you saith the Lord thoughts of peace not of evil to give you an expected end what is required of me lord What must I do that you'll do all this for me? What must I do that you're going to bring to pass all these promises and fulfill everything you promised me? Exodus 23 and 25. Simple. And ye shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Wait, what did I have to do? Serve the Lord your God. That's it. Sir, do I have to be a big person. Church? Serve the Lord thy God. I will bless thy bread and thy water. I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast their young nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. I will send my fear before thee and will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come, and I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. Now, that's the word that I fully expect in 2019 to be fulfilled in my life. That's what I'm looking to. That's where my expectations lie. That's what I expect for this church, for him to bless the bread and water, for him to drive out our enemies, that there be no bearing amongst us in this land. I expect that with everything that's within me. There's promises that
1: have gone forth. There's prophecies that have gone forth. And I'm telling you, they will be fulfilled. The time has come. The hour has come. You're right at the moment of fulfillment. Hold fast. Things are getting worse by the moment. You're right at the moment. Hold fast. Don't let go now. Fulfillment's right at the door.
0: Why is all this happening right now? Why all the struggle? Why so much turmoil? You're on the verge of fulfillment. But I, I, I can't see what he's doing. I, I'm surrounded Even when I don't see it, He's working. Even when I don't feel it, He's working. He never stops working. His word is fulfilled continually. Even when I don't see it, church, He's working. Even when I don't
1: feel it, church, He's working. He never stops working for you and you and you and you and you. That's why the devil can't catch us unaware. That's why he's not going to catch us with our expectations wrong. He's working in our lives. He's fulfilling his word in our
0: life. And we're saying, be it unto me, Lord. Be it unto me, Lord. If you've received a promise, hold on to it. Have faith by looking to fulfillment. Look back and say, he fulfilled this, and he fulfilled this, and he fulfilled this. I know he will fulfill what he promised me. Just like the disciples going to Emmaus, he showed them the fulfillments that had taken place. And when you're in trouble, there must be... A faith that God will fulfill. When you're sick, there must be a faith that God will fulfill. When you're under attack, God will fulfill. When when all hell is against you, God will fulfill. Worry does nothing but bring fear and failure. But faith, faith will bring fulfillment of your promise. When things look their worst, when circumstances are at their worst, when your family seems like it's all under attack, When it seems like everybody's getting sick, when it seems like, why is all this happening right now? I don't understand it. Fulfillment's at the door. Just hold on. Don't let it discourage you. Don't let it change your focus. When it seems like the world is falling down around you, that's because fulfillment is there and he's trying to hinder you. He's trying to keep you from recognizing, trying to keep you from grabbing on. Now notice, listen to this. When God makes a promise to you, he will fulfill it. You don't have to be afraid that he will not keep it. His, you don't have to be afraid he won't keep his word, for God will keep his word. That's true. You just must trust him. Now we see that God cannot say anything or make any promise unless he will fulfill it. He has to do that in order to be God. Then what ought our expectations to be tonight? Even like Tabernacle, what ought our expectations to be going into 2019? We can't perpetuate the ages there are promises and why say it'll be fulfilled one day I say it'll be fulfilled in this year coming up I say why not stand there and claim it why put it off hey, why, why you want to say 2020 2021 then? why not 2019 why not us why not now why not receive the promise now why not see the fulfillment of everything you've been hoping for now you've held on long enough Now it's time to see a fulfillment. You've held on long enough
1: and God's held you and he says, Child, I'm going to reward you for your faithfulness. I'm going to reward you for standing on the word. I'm going to reward you for standing with the promise. It's time. The hour has come. Let the word of God be fulfilled in your life. Let the promise he gave you be fulfilled in your life. The enemy can't hold you anymore. It's time now to receive the promise. It's time now to receive the fulfillment. He will fulfill all he has promised to fulfill. (laughs) Satan can't stop him i can't stop him you can't stop him nobody can stop him i may not see it tonight but an evening like tabernacle he's working i may not feel it all the time but an evening like tabernacle he's working grab a hold tonight don't let go you're right there at it you're right there at it, it Maybe tomorrow morning you step into fulfillment it may be tomorrow morning you feel a little bit different maybe it's morning sickness tomorrow morning Maybe that blood pressure goes down tomorrow morning. Maybe that son calls and says, Mama, I'm coming home in the morning. You're right there at it. Hold on.
0: Hallelujah. I'm running out of time. It's getting late. I don't think it's going to be fulfilled. Oh, no, no, no. He's right on time. He's right on time. Look at the scriptures fulfilled in the very last hour at the cross. I can see Satan with his checklist. He's checking it off. He wants to make sure that ain't who he thought it might be. Nah, I can't be him. Way too many things wasn't fulfilled in his life. And then that happened, that happened, that. Ooh, that happened quick. (laughs) Boys, y'all see that? Ooh, getting a little nervous. That happened, that happened. Ooh. Guys, are y'all paying attention? Check. Check. Vinegar. Garments, Oh, boy. (laughs) He's hanging on. He's about to die. He's about to die. Fulfillment, fulfillment, fulfillment. Oh, no. Oh, no. Break his legs.
1: Break his legs. Break his legs now, but he was too late. He was too late. And he looks at you and he goes, that can't be her. She's got too many spots, too many blemishes. But in the last hour, when that mighty sweet comes across the bride, and this gets fulfilled, and that gets fulfilled, and that gets fulfilled. He's going to go, stop her, stop her, but it's too late. It's too late. He can't stop you. It's too late. He missed his chance. We are who the word says we are. Hallelujah. Today it's fulfilled. Today let it be fulfilled in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: It may seem like it's sinking but it will never sink that little old ship that night when all hopes was gone and was tossed about looked like the last hour was there but all at once someone come walking on the water just as calm he's always there he's never late one more dash and the ship would have went down that may be how you feel tonight but he's always there certainly that day down there in Babylon when the Hebrew children were Walking in that fiery furnace, it looked like the very end had come. But as they stepped in, there was one like the Son of God stood by them. He's always there. He's never late. He keeps His word. I will be with you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, said David. He's always there. He's eternal true. He cannot fail. His words can never fail. Heavens and earth will pass away. But my word can never never pass away is there anything too hard for the Lord tonight is there anything too hard, is your situation too hard, is bringing your children back too hard, is restoring your marriage too hard, is restoring your health and your peace is getting the refilling of the Holy Ghost is any of that too hard, none of it is but it's all promised to you it's all yours if you'll hold on to fulfillment and I'm closing bear with me just one second You can't bring it to pass yourself. But you can step into it. The water's troubled tonight. You can step into that prophecy. You can grab hold tonight and say, I'm not letting go. No matter what happens. How do I know? The Word says so. Why does Satan have to go? That it might be fulfilled. Why am I going to be healed? That it might be fulfilled. How do I know he's going to give me the Holy Spirit? That it might be fulfilled. How do I know there's a rapture? That it might be fulfilled. He's gonna fulfill everything that He promised. I don't know when. I don't know how. I know it's gonna happen because I can look to fulfillment. I can look and see time after time after time after time, He's done exactly what He said He was gonna do. We must be fearless with the Word, knowing that He will fulfill His Word. It says Moses went down there and He was fearless, He knew exactly where He was standing. God will smite thee, Pharaoh, for God told him, You'll come to this mountain again. And he knowed he was going there. Hallelujah. We know we're going to. At the end of this journey, God has promised there's a land beyond the river. Be fearless in your testimony. You've testified of your healing and the devil's tried to push you off of it and push you back. Be fearless. You stand there and testify again. Tell somebody tomorrow. Tell somebody about the miracle that's going to happen in your life. Don't be afraid to testify. At the beginning, we saw that Moses was told, you will bring out the children of Israel, and you will come to this mountain and worship. Nothing could stop that. And after all the plagues, after everything had done, they were cast out of Egypt, and Pharaoh said, get out. But then God, his heart was hardened. He began to chase after them. And Pharaoh is chasing after them, and Moses ends up at the Red Sea. That Red Sea was standing between... Moses in the fulfillment of prophecy. That Red Sea stood there in the face of God's word. And blocked the path of fulfillment. And the prophet of God says. That God looked at the Red Sea through angry eyes. And he said the Red Sea got scared. And began to part and roll back. Tonight evening like Tabernacles we go into the year 2019. 2019. What about that demon telling you you can't have the fulfillment of your promises? What about that depression staring you in the face and telling you you can't have joy and you can't have peace? What about that demon of doubt and fear holding your brother, holding your sister, holding your loved one? They're standing in the way of fulfillment of a promise that God gave you and I'm telling you tonight that God is looking down upon that thing and he's looking down upon your foe through angry eyes and I'm telling you tonight that the enemy's beginning to shake and the enemy's beginning to get scared and the enemy is beginning to part and you're able to see light here and light there and you're beginning to see a little bit of a path and it's beginning to open it up for you and you begin to walk in faith and you take one step and you take another step and it parts and it opens up because God is looking at your enemy through the
1: pillar of fire tonight and that enemy says I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you go and it chases you down into the red sea and that's exactly once again what god wanted him to do he's a pawn in the hand of god and he chases you and you feel his hot breath right on your neck but there is a word against him and you come up and turn around and the sea floods down over the top of your enemy and it is fulfilled that you will see that enemy no more forever you are free it is fulfilled tonight all will be fulfilled stand to your feet tonight and thank god and say in 2019 lord i look for the fulfillment of all of my promises i look to the fulfillment of everything you've given me because the hour has come the time has come and your word cannot be filled your word
0: cannot fail oh glory to god oh glory to god What are your expectations for 2019, church? What are your expectations for 2019?
1: Is it more of the same? Go to church, battle lukewarmness,
0: try to make it, go to work. No, that's not my expectation for 2019. Lord, I'm looking for your return in 2019. Lord, I'm looking for a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit in 2019.
1: Lord, I'll claim it for myself. If other people don't want it, I'll take it, Lord. Lord, I'll take whatever it is you have for me in the coming year. Lord, I say pour it out. Lord, pour it out on us tonight. Pour it out on us in the coming year. May our church be a testimony and a light to a dying world that we serve a living God. Pour it out, Lord. Pour it out in my life. Pour it out in the lives of men and women represented here, Lord. Oh, Lord
0: Jesus, we love you, Lord. Lord, we commit this service to you, Father. Your presence is so wonderful. Lord, your word is so wonderful. Lord God, we thank you that we can see it's always fulfilled. Lord, you have fulfilled every word that you've promised to fulfill and everything that we stand in, see laying in the future. We can look to fulfillment and know that it will be fulfilled. We can look to fulfillment and know, Lord, that you have never failed. You have never let one word fall to the ground, boy. Lord, and you're not going to start now. You wouldn't let his legs be broken because you wouldn't let one word fall. Lord, I want to see more in 2019. Lord, I want to grow closer to you in 2019. Lord, forgive me right now, Father, Lord, for my slothfulness in 2018. Lord, for any place that I failed you, any place I let down the bar, Lord, I'm asking for forgiveness. And I'm asking you, Lord God, that in 2019, Lord, we will step forward and we will cling to the promise of fulfillment. Knowing that you're right at the door. Lord, that you're looking over the banister, Lord God, ready to step forth into glory and call your church home. Lord, I know the hour has come. And that's our expectation, Lord. That's our expectation tonight. Lord, I believe the time has come for this church. I believe the time has come in each individual life and for the Christian bride of Jesus Christ around the world. Lord, I'm thankful tonight that you know my name and you know every enemy that has come against me and they hadn't got away with one thing. They hadn't robbed one thing that you didn't take note of. Not one time has the enemy plagued a sister in this church or a brother in this church that you didn't take note. Lord, I pray you poured out upon the enemy, Lord. Lord, may there be freedom in the house of God. Father, I'm just so grateful that you came tonight, Lord, and you spoke. Lord, I'm so grateful for your word. I'm so grateful, Lord, that tonight you will do whatever it takes that it might be fulfilled. We bless your name, Lord. Bless this congregation and these people, Lord, in the coming year with your presence. Lord, that's all we long for is more of you, Lord. Grant it now in Jesus' name. Jesus. Oh,
1: in my life.